This is The Dirty on 30, a podcast that spills the tea on everything 30s. Join your hosts, Melissa and Anna, as they dish on life, relationships, and whatever else they can think of. Hello and welcome to season two of The Dirty on 30. We are glad to be back. My name is Melissa. My name is Anna. And we are definitely a week later than we had originally planned on being, but that is our lead into this episode. (laughs) As it turns out, I had a huge, huge project start up at work, and I basically lost like 10 weeks of my life. I basically lost my best friend for those (laughs) 10 weeks. (laughs) So that lovely, fun summer break that we said we were going to do, I mean, it was great for the first week or two. We had had a really good time. But we are going to focus this week. Our main segment is going to be on workaholics. Workaholics. More specifically myself and what our ideal work dream would be. Yeah, for sure. So this project, I guess it hasn't (laughs) actually been 10 weeks. It has been six. Feels like it. It does feel like it. It has been six weeks since it started. And I have worked overtime every week for the past six weeks. Like six days a week, Sunday through Friday, one weekend I actually worked all the way through the whole weekend. Um, We were doing an area, a part of a a warehouse that we couldn't do during the week because it's an active operating facility. So we ended up working, you know, like 12-hour days Saturday and Sunday to try to get as much stuff done on the weekend while we could. And I am just like in overtime hell right now. Yeah, I'm surprised she had time to come and record this episode right now. It has been a while, and we still have three weeks to go on the schedule, including another weekend. So it's just the never-ending project at this point. So the question is, for everybody out there in their 30s, like, how did we all become workaholics? Or why did I become a workaholic? How do I get out of this trap? Right? Like, how, who said this is what was needed to be done? And if you Google it, like, Apparently, it's an American capitalism kind of thing. Like, lots and lots of jobs and companies out there expect people, especially in their 20s and 30s when they're starting out their career, to work overtime. Yeah. Like, if you've ever, you know, read a John Grisham book or have looked into lawyers, they're expected to work, you know, 80, 100 hours a week when they start working. Oh, gosh. Could you imagine 100 hours a week? No. Yeah, neither could I. That just seems miserable every week. Yeah, that would be draining. So draining. So I think part of the problem is that like lawyers, my company and my work schedule is based on the idea of bill- of being billable to a client. Yeah. Like I'm doing hours that are billable hours. So like the project doesn't stop just because we hit 40 hours. Like get those hours in, you're billable, the company's making money, you're making money. The idea is then the more hours you work, the more money the company makes, but it's draining. Yeah. I've barely seen you. I don't know what you've been up to. I have not been up to much. But you haven't been up to much because every time I ask you, it's like work, sleep. Yeah. Waking up early, (laughs) waking up early, coming home, taking that, you know, shower to get all of the the dust and grime off of me and then, uh, yeah, bed, like in bed by like seven, eight (laughs) o'clock. Gosh. Work and sleep. Sleep and work. I mean, imagine that lifestyle, but having kids is on top of that. Like, 
Right. You like can you, do it right now because you have no kids. I mean, the cats are getting a little tired of it. <laughs> but yes. Yeah, that's true. Like if I had to come home and pick up somebody from school and make them dinner and yeah, help with homework and, and that's do bedtime reality. stories. And but that is the reality for so many people right now. And that's... It, that's just life. It really is. And it just seems so draining, so exhausting. Yes. Though I will say that sometimes I feel like my coworkers that have kids get out of certain projects because they have kids. Like I have a coworker who picks up his kid for minimum day every Friday. Mm-hmm. And if you ask him to work late or overtime or to help you with something when you're starting to get like to mid-morning Friday, he's like, sorry, I can't do it. I got to go pick up my kid. It's minimum day. Yeah. And everybody at the company seems fine with that. But then it's like, but why, wait, I didn't volunteer to be the person who's late on Friday every week. Yeah. Like, what if I had something to do Friday afternoon? Like hang out with me. Right. (laughs) Or your other friends, I guess. (laughs) Or family or leaving to go camping early on a Friday or, you know, what? What makes it so that I'm the person who's working on Friday? You know, I have a coworker who works four tens every week. How did she get the four ten schedule? Like, there's 27 of us in the company that work five days a week, and one person who works four tens. What did yeah. I have to do to get four tens? Well, can't you technically? I could technically, except that a lot of our reports and things are due on Fridays. Mm. Like a lot of the the projects that I personally work on. Like the finalized copies go to clients on Fridays, typically. So I guess I could work four tens. I would just have to kind of shift the company mindset to reports go out on Thursdays. Yeah, I see that. Okay, interesting. But your your job allows you to be flexible, anyways. It does as long as I'm not on a project. Yeah. If I'm in the office, I do have flex hours. It is lovely. It means that I can go to the dentist without you know having to take sick time. Yeah. Because I just make up the two hours some other time. But when I'm on a project, it's just overtime, overtime, overtime. You're stuck on the project until it's done. But that paycheck was nice. The paycheck was nice. Yes, I bet it was. I'll never see that paycheck. (laughs) My job doesn't encourage that much overtime. I think it's kind of just like in and out kind of just like do your eight hours and then leave but obviously there's some situations where I have stayed especially when like my coworker takes time off and I'm by myself I kind of get behind on stuff and then that's when I put in work usually during the summer when we're busier but COVID really took a hit on us and we've been not as busy as we should have been during the summer and right kind of so you're not because, making the profit yeah because I'm just like I'm used to, I was used to doing like 12 hour days, um, almost like 10, 10 to 12 hour days, just trying to catch up because my coworker was gone when she was on vacation, like the past few summers. Right. And this summer, like she just took off this last week and I was doing like, I was leaving 15 minutes later than I should, you know? Right. Which means that instead of it taking you time and a half to finish her job and your job, yeah. You're getting them both done in the normal work day. Mm-hmm. Yes. Which sucks because it it's been overwhelming trying to do everything, but I kind of would just leave things for the next day because there's not much I can do. You know, stores are only open a certain amount of time. Like, 
um, ordering stuff. You know, there's a cutoff time and things like that. So there's nothing I could have done outside of the work hours that would have made me catch up. Right. And before, if it was like, okay, I can just put in orders, 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 orders after after work when no one was calling, when no one was bugging me, and I would catch up that way. But I was putting in all my orders at the beginning of the day and doing all the other stuff throughout the day. And then so I was just like running a little bit behind. So I wasn't really working a lot. So it sucks because... I'm used to getting a little bit of an extra money, like a little bit of extra money during this time. When they go on vacation, yeah, right. Yeah, and now that didn't happen, so, which sucks because I am itching for a vacation. <laughs> right? Got to start saving that money. Right. Planning the next trip. Yeah. So what would your ideal work schedule be? If I could live off of like 32 hours and just do four like four work four normal direct days and have three-day weekend every week yes I think that would do me such like it would do me so good for my mental health and that would be ideal I would love the 30-hour work week except I feel like if I didn't have you know like three-day weekend kind of plans I would almost rather still do five days but five six-hour days that's true can we like change it up? Like, right. I want more like your job. Like, you want the flex, flex hours. hours. Yes. Where you do your 32 yes. hours, but you can have your 32 hours be five days, some week, four days, some weeks. You know, I just got to get on my doula stuff because I feel like I can make that happen with my doula. Right. So you I got to get some clients. Yeah, I got to get some clients. I got to redo my class. I feel yeah. like I would go to a 30 hour work week so fast if it was offered. Yeah. Just, yeah. A hundred percent. It'd be amazing. But I would do it, like I said, more of like, more like five, six hour days and like really have that good afternoon. You know, when we used to work at Disney, it was like ideal, the six hour. Right. Like days. And you never wanted the six and a half where you had to take lunch. No. That was the worst. That was the worst. But six hours. Why would you schedule me for the six and a half and not take lunch? Yeah. Yeah. Two breaks and then six hours. It was really ideal. You feel like you put in work. You have so much time afterwards for the gym, for dinner, for hanging out. Yeah. Yes. Okay. I agree. I I wouldn't mind doing like a five day six hour work week I also wouldn't mind the four eights four eights sounds lovely and and I'm not against four tens either but 10 hours really does seem like a long day it does start getting long but if let's say I was like you said if you consistently had three day like plans right then yeah I'd put in the work well my coworker who regularly works four tens she does she goes camping like every three day weekend. Like every weekend, she's got herself three day weekend plans. Yeah, which see, on that, its own sounds kind of exhausting. That does it does, but I mean, you don't have to go every weekend. But but it would be nice, like once a month. Yeah, I just I was thinking how like I've done a lot of like you know not a lot, but I've done like a couple of turnaround trips. You know, like when I went to Miami last year, and that was just like for the weekend. Right. And we went to like Portugal and we like, and just a few, I can't think off the top of my head, but like, like Vegas well, has had, always been like, you know, the weekend trips. And if you like had that. three day weekends, you don't have to use as much vacation time exactly. to turn it into a four or five day weekend. Yes. That would be, that is the goal right there. 
Is vacation time? Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. How much vacation time do you get right now? I get two, like two weeks, weeks a, year? a year. Yes. And right now I have five days. So that's a week. I'm. This is the most I've had in a while. I get two weeks a year as well. Right now I have two weeks saved up. Nice. But next year when I hit five years with the company in March... My vacation time doubles when I hit five years nice. with the company. So it doesn't double at my job until 10 years. So that sucks. Ah, oh, that is a long time. Yeah. No, our company, all of the added benefits of working for the company kick in at five years. And for me, nice. that is March. We're almost there. Nice. Vacation light at the end of the tunnel. You know, the good thing is, though, I can still go on vacations with you because my coworker doesn't care if I get paid or not. Right. So it just has to fall on me whether I can afford to take... To take a week off without pay. Yeah, without pay. Exactly. But I can still go. Don't worry. And... By the next year, hopefully, I'll be a little bit more established as a doula, and I'll be have a little bit more leeway. Flex and, money, yeah, some flex side money gig money. Inside, yeah, so all that. Uh, we just got to get through Except COVID. Except I'll be like, let's go on vacation in February, and you'll be like, sorry, there's a due date in February. Have a due date. <laughs> you have to do March. <laughs> there's going to be like certain months that I just won't do because- Or we'll be on vacation, and you'll get a call, like the baby's <sighs> two weeks early. No, yeah, see, you can't, we can't plan anything like a month before, a month after the due date because I got to be there. babies don't show up on time, yeah. Never, never. But on the plus side, I feel like I can do more trips this way. We'll see. I don't know. In my head, I'm planning one thing, but I know reality is going to be a lot different because it's going to be a while before I can quit my first job. And have my doula job just support me. Right. You yeah. got to build up that clientele. Exactly. So it's going to be a while. But that doesn't stop me from dreaming. How would you feel about like a European work schedule where they take like the three hour midday siesta? See, that's a difficult one for me because it depends on how long the siesta is because... I lean towards no myself. Yeah, because then your work day is just like really long. Right. I think what happens, though, in Europe is people, like, go and they do their grocery shopping and they take the groceries home and, like, they're going and they're getting all their errands done. That's true. Midday. But I don't necessarily live close enough to work in, like, a European lifestyle where you're supposed to, you know, have your work, your bakery, and your farmer's market all in the same block. Yeah, around the corner. Exactly. So that's... That's the hard part. and But yeah, I'm one of those people who's like out at the field site, like, come on, people, 15 minute lunch so we can get out of here. Like, exactly. Why, like, I'd rather get. Why are we wasting our time with yeah. an hour long lunch? Yes. My my hour lunch seems endless sometimes. And you get an hour? Yeah, I get an hour and it's ridiculous. Yeah, that's bad. I half can, an hour. Half yeah, an hour is ideal. Half an hour is ideal for me if I pack lunch. If I don't pack lunch, obviously I need a little bit more time, but. It has allowed me, because my job is cool, I do, I'm allowed to leave right. on my lunch and stuff, and I go to the bank, I go oh, so to- you run do, some errands. I do run errands, but I mean, I feel like even an hour is good enough, because I go to both of my banks sometimes, I'll go to Target, and I need to shop for some stuff, right, and I'll go can- to whatever, um- I mean, an hour is a good amount of time to get stuff done. Well, I'm out at like field sites. So I'm like out sitting in the sun at a parking lot where we're drilling, right? And yeah. the drillers are like, we're taking an hour lunch. And it's like, why? Yeah. Why are we sitting in the, in the sun for an hour so you guys can take lunch? Like you guys were done eating 30, you know, 
13 minutes into it and now you guys are just sitting there on your phones. Exactly. Can we please just get back to work and then get off site an hour early, you know? Yes, <laughs> I would prefer that. But then sometimes, you know what? Like sometimes an hour is heaven sent. Like after right. a really long morning or something or like the other day so I, had a mig- or yeah, I had a migraine and I kid you not I didn't even eat because I was like like it hurt that much that I just slept for that entire hour and obviously I mean I took medicine before I already had like I had a bright breakfast and stuff so I wasn't like terribly hungry anyways but that hour nap did wonders for my headache and I felt refreshed, and I felt like that's why I'm kind of sort of leaning toward a siesta. But then all the other disadvantages, like the cons for me, just make it obviously a no. But it it on the occasion, an hour lunch has done me really good because, I, you know, sometimes work is really stressful. But other times, right. I just, in and out. Like, it sucks. Because I know that, like, I start at 8, I should be getting out at 4 30 and even that half hour difference makes a lot with traffic with traffic yes getting off at five i don't get home till like 5 45 six sometimes and it sucks this project i'm on has been starting super early in the morning but the best part of that is is i am on my way home by like 3 3 30 every day yeah. I miss almost all traffic. Yeah, see? like, In fact, when we did the weekend work, it was driving home at 3.30 on a Saturday that was the worst traffic because everybody was still trying to like get to the beach. Mm, yeah. And I was trying to go down the 405. Bad, bad life choices. If I could work, I think my ideal work schedule, though, would be like 6 to 3 if I had to take the hour lunch. Right. But like 6 to 2.30 for eight hours yeah. is... Like, the perfect shift. I remember always doing that at Disney and stuff, like 5.45 to 1, whatever. Right. And it was, it was ideal. I loved it. I mean, mind you, I lived closer. Right. (laughs) And I didn't have to drive this far. You didn't have to wake up so early. I didn't have to wake up so early. But that, you feel like you have the whole rest of the day to do stuff. Right. Yeah. So that would be like ideal, like starting at six, maybe seven, and then getting off early enough where you have the rest of the day and stuff. Yeah, that was that was like my ideal. That was like my peak when I was even really productive because, you know, I would go to 24 hours workout before and then I'd still make it to work at 545 or six. And then I still had the whole day after. So it was that was like peak Anna. <laughs> yeah, I feel like I've just been so spoiled by the office work and the flex hours and the flex hours got even more flexible with the working remotely um, yeah. from a home. Added on because like at home I could take, you know, the hour and do my laundry and cook a nice lunch. You can't just cook yourself a nice lunch when you're at the office. Exactly. But I just feel like I got so spoiled by it that now that I'm back on this big project it's like why am I doing field work again wasn't I wasn't I past this (laughs) aren't I a big too big of a deal to be doing no I'm just kidding (laughs) yeah exactly I'm a big deal that's exactly where I'm going with that (laughs) that's funny yeah no but this project is also a big deal so we stack yes 
Anyways, moving on to our next segment, Guilty Pleasures. So Melissa has been ignoring me, we all know, because of her job. And so, I mean, I have other friends. That's because you keep texting at like 9 o'clock at night, and I I am honest to God asleep. (laughs) Okay, yeah. But here's the thing. Like, I mean, I know I do have other friends and stuff. But COVID's coming back. Yeah. So Melissa's like one of the ones that I feel really comfortable hanging out with. So it's kind of been hard. To not have her. So I've been catching up on TV once again. And I have randomly stumbled upon a show called The Chase. Randomly stumbled? (laughs) I feel like everything that you watch nowadays is a game show. Like it was probably suggested to you. It was suggested. By the algorithm. Yes, it was totally (laughs) suggested to me. But I stumbled upon it. and, And now I'm addicted. And it just... I suck at trivia. I suck at trivia, but it's so fun. So it's a trivia game show, and you go up against pretty much the, you know, all-time champions of Jeopardy, and first you build up your cash money, cash builder, whatever it's called, and then you go up against him, and then there's a final chase, and so you go through a lot of questions throughout the show. Like, it's a lot of trivia questions. We watched an episode right before recording this, and it was really well done. Like, it's kind of a head-to-head, like, they give the same trivia questions to the contestant and to, like, the Jeopardy winner, Mm -hmm. And you have to basically be better at trivia than the Jeopardy winner. Yeah. And the answer is that it's really hard, and they were doing some obscure questions. Yeah. But mind you, Melissa probably knew the most randomest, like... They asked about flighting. Flighting. I totally (laughs) knew that one. And I was like... It's like the medieval Norse rap battle. Yeah. Like, how do you know that? Like, do you... (laughs) You got to read a lot of mythology. Like, yeah, that's what I was... So apparently I don't read enough, but it's been such like a rude awakening, not only like how bad at trivia I am, but just like how good at trivia people are because you're going up against these like masters. Oh, and they're got like one minute, two minute time clocks and that's what really kills me. Like I buckle under pressure. Like if you give me, you know... 30 seconds per question, maybe I can come up for the, the answer. But if I need to give you one answer every five seconds for 60 seconds, I can't do that. That's too much too much pressure. Yeah. See, so that's it's a really well done show, I think. I think it's like good and it's well executed. So it's it's been my guilty pleasure. I pretty much like I'll come home and make dinner or I eat dinner or whatever, whoever's made dinner. And then I'm, it's always just playing in the background. And now my roommates are like, let me guess, you're going to put on the chase. <laughs> and I'm just like, yeah, so what? Like, Well, you know, I'm always here for it. Like, we'll be watching another one after we're done. <laughs> yes. No, it's, it's, it's a really good show. And especially because Press Your Luck, you know, that's the other show that I was like addicted to. And that one, like they stopped playing for a while. I guess we're taking a break or something. So they didn't have new episodes. So I didn't have anything to like watch in terms of game shows. They probably stopped recording it because of COVID. Yeah. So it just like, so the episode that we just watched today, that was like the newest episode that they just randomly like started playing again. Yeah. But I've watched all two seasons of The Chase and... Well, my guilty pleasure has been Master Chef. Ooh, Master Chef. I have been, I decided to start rewatching it from the beginning. 
So I watched like the very first season and then like, you know, the very second season and I'm almost at the finals on the third season. So, you know, no spoilers, people, because I know these episodes came out like 10 years ago, but I don't know who the winner is. (laughs) It's like when you were watching Married at First Sight. No, no. Is that the one? Uh, Yeah, Married at First First Sight. Sight. That's such a guilty pleasure. (laughs) That show's so terrible and so amazing. Yeah. But yeah, I was watching a season from like eight years ago. Yes. So when I Googled them, it was like, oh, yeah, they're on their third child now. (laughs) whatever (laughs) it's still like for you watching it for the first time so right it's exciting right but the chase is actually a really recent show so they don't have like a lot of episodes it just started last year so like the first two seasons are all you got is all i got so i'm stuck i've been watching and and looking at all of the foods that i can't cook and i'm thinking about working on on food you know cooking yeah. As my hobby instead of baking for a couple of months. Okay. So I've been doing a little bit of fancy weekend cooking. I don't yeah. have anything lined up for this weekend yet because, you know, can't hang out with you instead. Yay. And last weekend when I was working all weekend <laughs> long, definitely wasn't any fancy cooking going on then. But two weekends ago, I made a crab bisque. Oh, that sounds Like good. a cream soup. Yeah. Super fancy. Super gross. Don't ever look up the ingredients to a bisque. Really? Yeah. Okay. Spoiler. Spoiler alert. No, I don't want to. Because it sounds really good, but I'm one of those that if I read something... If you know it's... Yeah. Yeah. yeah, No. Okay. But now I'm intrigued. Super good. Super fancy. It came out great. I had... it. Yeah. (laughs) It was amazing. It was a lot of work, though. Like, I don't know if I would do it again. Yeah. Um, But, like, the first six steps probably would make a really amazing like pasta sauce okay like if you just didn't turn it into a soup mm-hmm. considering doing that in the future wait so are you going to be doing like show inspired meals no i think i just want to work on like basics like i don't know how to make a good steak like i don't know how to make you know they're always on this show like i don't know they just had a challenge where everybody had to make a panna cotta like, how does everybody on the show just know how to make a panna cotta off the top of their head? I don't even think I've ever eaten a panna cotta. Yeah, nope. <laughs> but a lot of their work with proteins, like, I'm not good enough at cooking a steak, at cooking a, you know, a fish fillet, at cooking... I, I've never made a scallop at home, you know? Yeah. I feel like I should just start at the basics. Plus, on the show, you know, the first elimination challenge is always like a knife work challenge. Where they just like have people dice onions for an hour and figure out who's the worst at dicing onions. Well, let's just say I would be the person who like cuts off a finger <laughs> trying to dice onions on that show. I got no skills. That's funny. I see. That's the thing about me is like I don't like thicker meat, so like steaks and things like that. I don't enjoy. And and on top of that, I'm not a steak person just because I don't like medium rare i'm not a huge steak person myself yeah, i'm 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 really not i would be a disgrace to all steak eaters ordering it super well done carne asada style but at steak. the same time the the season that i'm watching has a vegetarian chef on it and okay. it's like at the same time i can't you know make a cauliflower puree or a you know mashed parsnip or like you don't see me doing i'm not a humongous meat person but at the same time you don't see me doing anything fancy with the vegetables either that's true i guess yeah i feel like i gotta work on my basics 
And that is my current guilty pleasure is let's, uh, let's watch people make amazing looking food and then think about whether or not I should be able to make you it You know someday. what I need to do is I need to go to my mom's and like last time when she was teaching me all her dishes, like just sit there and take notes and see because asking her, she just, she don't know what she's talking about when she's cooking. She just adds shit. Right. She just adds stuff. <laughs> and so I think, but if I just watch her and take notes... I think I'd be more ideal. I think I've said this before, like literally on the podcast, but my least favorite part of a recipe is when they say, you know, season to taste. Mm -hmm. If I had any taste, I wouldn't be using a recipe, people. (laughs) If I had any taste, I wouldn't need your help. Well, it's just, you know, some people prefer it a little saltier than others or whatever. But they could at least give me a starting point, like, is season to taste like, you know, a half a teaspoon to a tablespoon or is it like a tablespoon to a cup like what am i adding here i get a range of acceptable okay see i okay a range that would be that would be yeah more realistic for you right like some I, sort of range i need a range of acceptable measurements yeah well i don't know so hopefully they come up with more episodes of the chase so that i can binge watch while melissa is still working on her project for three more weeks we are look currently looking like we're gonna end end of august so by september 1st i should be free yay and then i'm immediately going on vacation and abandoning you again without me (laughs) it's horrible but i forgive you because you're gonna go see your mom right it's family yeah so for our last segment we are going to introduce a new segment called good vibes where we talk about something that we want to have happen in the next week or two. Yeah. Just Basically. Something. And we'll follow up on them throughout the episodes. So if anything good happens, we will let you know. And yes. if we're constantly disappointed, we will also let you know. <laughs> yes. We're going to see where our good luck is this time because both Melissa and I have entered a couple contests. So that's what our good vibes are. So give me good vibes so I can win um, some stuff. So what what have you entered, Melissa? So Saturday Night Live this month has opened their ticket lottery to go see Saturday Night Live in New York City to get a ticket to the actual show or to get tickets to the dress rehearsal. And it is so on my bucket list. Like yeah. I adore Saturday Night Live. I love Kate McKinnon. I love all of them, really, but, like, let's be honest, Kate McKinnon is holding up the show right now. Yeah, I agree. I have always wanted to go see it actually live in person, and they do an email lottery every year where you can enter this lottery to win tickets and get to go see the show. So I am asking for good vibes right now to get us in to Saturday Night Live. And she promised to take me, guys, so I want to go to New York. Please. (laughs) Send us your good vibes. Anyways, I have Sirius XM Radio, and one of the stations that I'm listening to right now is The Highway. It's a country radio station, and they are giving a turnaround trip to Nashville to go see Kane Brown. Um, So it's like a turnaround trip, quick three-day trip, and that Nashville would be fun, though. I've never been to Nashville. Yeah, I've never been to Nashville either, and, and I've... You know, it's always her, nice to go to new places. Yeah, so I think it'd be ideal, a nice little quick trip. And Melissa and I are like queens of spontaneity or whatever, being spontaneous, spontaneous trips. So, yes, spontaneity is the word. So um, 
uh, you know, we can, we will make it happen. So if you guys just send us good vibes, we would like to win a trip. Melissa's not like too fond of Kane Brown, but for Nashville, she'll go. I am immensely fond of winning trips. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but no, yeah. I will say Kane Brown is not my favorite country music singer. No, like there's, he's, he's very poppy. There's like 10 guys above him that yeah. I would prefer to see in Nashville. In fact, I should look up who else is playing in Nashville well, this is a series of like concerts that they're going to be having. Right. So maybe they'll have others later on. If I don't win this one, maybe we try can, again. Can try again for others. So it's kind of like um, a super private show. So they're not even announcing where the show is going to be. It's going to be like a top secret thing or whatever. So if y'all can just send me good vibes my way and also a little sprinkle of pixie dust because I also entered a contest to win a Disney pass and everyone knows your girls here are Disney people. So we want to go to Disney. We want to make it happen. Yeah. Oh, actually, I forgot to tell you this. It's for you and your best friend to get a pass. Oh, cha-ching. <laughs> yes. I forgot to mention that. So. You didn't have an Instagram, so I can't tag you. Yeah, yeah. Well, you could have tagged the podcast and pretended it was have, me. Yeah, but <laughs> nonetheless, I tagged people, and yeah, I hope, I hope I win that one too. I don't know. I'm it's being optimistic, but I've won before, right? It's like my my luck could not have ended there. It's I not. feel like my luck has not yet started, though. Like, <laughs> shouldn't everybody win one thing before it gets back to Anna? <laughs> no. I agree, because Anna will share. <laughs> I will share. I'm nice. I, I will share the love, and that's that's what it is. But other than that, yeah, that's what we've entered. So, so y'all can just send us some good vibes, pixie dust, and lots of love our way. We would appreciate it. And we'll let you know how it goes. We'll let you know. So that is the end of our first episode of season two we are going to be releasing new episodes every other week now try to give us a little more breathing room between episodes yeah just to live life so we uh, thank you guys for listening and we will see you next Next time. time If you're enjoying our podcast, please like and subscribe. We release a new episode every Tuesday. For bonus features, videos, extra content, and to keep us ad-free, please support us on Patreon. For throwback photos and a sneak peek behind the scenes, follow us on Instagram at thedirtyon30. And if you have any recommendations for our guilty pleasures or born in the 90s segments, shoot us an email at thedirtyon30 at gmail.com. Stay safe. We'll We'll see see you next week. week.